Well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. How's it going, hey, I'm Lee McCormick. This is Tramps Like Us, Bruce Springsteen podcast, sidecast, rocking and rolling and whatnot. Episode 9, four-piece bands, vocals, guitar, drums, and bass. I've been thinking of lists and bands lately, and you know, I made up this playlist of my top 15 four-piece bands that are vocals, guitar, drums, and bass. I was hanging with my buddies Mike Bramson and Alex Ferguson the other night. And we kind of decided last minute to throw down a podcast. I thought this top 15 list that I recently made would be something cool that we could do for the sidecast. I appreciate you checking out the show. Remember, you can listen via the website, trampslikeuspod.com, on iTunes, and now on Spotify too. The entire catalog of Tramps Like Us and Rockin' and Rollin' and Whatnot episodes are on Spotify. So check out the show there if that's how you do it. I invite you to grab a drink and a snack or a cocktail and a smoke and join myself and Bab and Mike and check out my top 15 four-piece bands, vocals, guitar, drums, and bass. The Human Torch was denied a bank loan. All right, give me a check there, Mike. Let's hear while you sound Check, 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 goddammit. All check. right, we're good. So here we go. Mike Train, Bramston, Alex Ferguson is back on the podcast. It's good to be back on your wrestling podcast, Lee. Well, uh, what we're going to do today is a uh, new thing uh, we're going to try is a uh, random topic. Okay, here's the topic of the day. So what I thought we would do is do a countdown of sorts, right? So I'm going to count down uh, my top 15. of Now, these are artist bands that are made up of vocals, guitar, drums, and bass. Right. Okay? So we're talking like... Uh, you know, like, just to give you some honorable mentions that didn't make my top 15, so we'll give you an idea of where we're going with this, right? Like, uh, like Alice in Chains, they would yes. qualify, right? Because you got, like, a, a vocalist that doesn't play an instrument. Right. You got a guitarist. Oh, so you, oh, okay, so the vocalist can't play an instrument either. Like, he's just kind of a front man and a yeah. singer. All so, right. like, Kiss wouldn't count because Paul right. Stanley plays right. guitar, right? Yeah, sure. So there's a, so these are bands that are like that. So, like, uh, so one of, like, one of your favorite bands, U2. Just yeah, <laughs> I, I, actually, I didn't even consider them because I don't like them at all, right? But they would be a perfect example yeah, yeah, of that yeah. concept. Right, right perfect I example. I got you. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm with you. So here we go. So what we're going to do is we're just going to go through my top 15, and we're just going to like uh, see what you say here. So here we go. Coming all right. In, coming in at number 15. Let me know uh, right if you can guess who this is. Oh, Living Color, right, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, Living Color, so this song, 1988. Really, cult. it was that early? I thought it would be uh, more like 89, 90. Okay. Cult of Personality. Check out these grooves, eh? Yeah, when this came out and was a hit, like, it didn't sound like anything else at the time, eh? Yeah. Pretty fucking rockin' and great musicians. And they're, like, black dudes, right? Yeah. Which was kind of, like, an anomaly in the 80s for, like, a hard rockin', yeah. almost metal 
metal funk band, right? Remember we saw them play this at uh, the first Lollapalooza? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Cor- Corey Glover, is that the name of the uh, yeah, lead singer? singer? In the body glove. Yeah, movement. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he like, like ran up the whole duration. Like, he ran through the floor section of Exhibition Stadium, the yeah. bandstand. And then he ran all the way up the stairs, all the way to the top of the stadium, and then back down again. Didn't we also see Body Count there? Yes, they that, were there was that, that, that day. Same show? Yeah, yeah. Ice T did some solo stuff and then did uh, Body Count. That was the first uh, Lollapalooza. Right? Yeah, yeah. The old band shell at uh, Exhibition Stadium. Yeah, yeah. I saw these fuckers open up for the Rolling Stones. Oh, I think I might have seen that and, too. Uh, they were on the Steel Wheels tour. Oh, then, no, no, no. I wasn't at the yeah. Steel Wheels tour. Yeah, it was Living Color. So yeah, yeah. Like that's when I was into them. Like. Well, they had that. Well, they had that one. They had that. I, I, I thought. I mean, I remember I had this album when it came out. That's how much I liked the song. Yeah, and I remember there. I remember. I remember there was a few other songs on it that was good, but it wasn't one of those albums that. I don't know. I just. I. I couldn't get through the whole thing all the time. Like this is probably my favorite song by them, and I don't like a lot of other songs. Middleman is is a song. It's the only one you know. Yeah. This would be the only major hit by these guys, wouldn't it? Uh, they had a couple of minor ones. Like, uh, I remember uh, Glamour uh, Boy. Glamour Boy. Yeah. Uh, Middleman. I'm a middleman. There's a, like an ode to a landlord or something like that. Unless it got to the top of the charts on Toronto Rocks, I, I don't know it. Yeah, this would be a few years after Toronto Rocks, eh? Oh. Toronto Rocks oh, well, had closed I, up shop in 1988. Is that right? No, I, I think it was still on the air by then. He was also uh, he also acted uh, Corey Glover did in uh, Platoon, if you recall. Yeah. Yes, he did. I didn't know about that. Yeah. These guys also. Is he, is he uh, the one who says, "Don't don't drink that asshole. You'll get malaria." <sighs> I'm not sure. I can't remember that. Um, All right, Vernon Reed on guitar. Guy goes, I hope so. <laughs> Vernon Reed on the guitar. Check this out. There's got to be a million bands where there's the same the, the format that you announced at the top of the show. What makes you put these guys into the top of the mix? Well, there's not a million bands. There isn't? A okay, handful. so here's where I get confused. Like, what about a band like the Rolling Stones, for example? No. But every now and then Mick picks up like a harmonica. Well, first of all, that's five guys. They have two yeah. guitars, uh, right? Yeah. Like, the thing I like about this and the concept of a one-guitar band is, like we just heard, when the guitarist solos... Like the rhythm guitar, there's no rhythm guitar anymore. So it's just, you know, the bass holding it down. And right. the guitar, it's, it just kind of feels a little bit empty when the guitar is solos. And there's no rhythm guitar underneath it. And I love that, right. you know. Whereas a band like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, when there's a guy soloing, there's always a guy underneath playing the riff still. Sure. Right? These guys also uh, played at WrestleMania a few years back. Did they? Yeah. Recently? Uh, like five years ago, oh, maybe. Oh, for the CM Punk. For CM theme Punk. Theme. Yeah. Theme song. Yeah. 
All right, number 14. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Stooges. Oh, yeah. Smash shit. 19, I uh, love this. 1973, Raw Power record. I'm a steve-walking cheetah with a hat full of napalm. I'm a runaway son of the nuclear A-bound. Yeah, this is one of those songs that you just, if you're looking for something to hype you up, yeah. it's one of those ones that comes to mind. That's a pretty rocking, pretty uh, high energy song. Yeah. So we got Iggy Pop on the vocals. Uh, Does he still do all the same theatrics and leaping around and jumping into the audience and all that stuff that he used to do? Is uh, he? It's probably a, you know, a 70 year old man version of it. I think he still takes his shirt off. <laughs> oh, I don't think he's ever put his shirt on. <laughs> yeah, right. So Iggy Pop on vocals, uh, and then the Ashton brothers, Ron Ashton on guitar, and Scott on drums. Is yeah. that it? Uh, I think so. Didn't one of them recently die? I think they're all. Didn't they all die? Oh, or, oh, maybe oh. One died. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> didn't they all die? Uh, <laughs> well, Iggy's not dead. Uh, and who's on drums? Uh, no, Scott Ashton. Who's on bass? Is it Dave something? Dave Alexander? Nah. No. Everybody, everybody's uh, Doyle Alexander, All former pitcher for the uh, Blue Jays and Tigers. If only, if only there was a handheld device that you could like get information from. Mm. That sounds too futuristic, too Star Trek. Hey. I was right. Bassist Dave Alexander. Pretty good sometimes. <laughs> surprise yourself. <laughs> I, I often surprise myself. Iggy Pop falls into, uh, you know, how we have those conversations about having our rock and roll uncles. I wouldn't put him as a rock and roll uncle. No, you see. He's more like of a, uh, like an estranged <laughs> uncle that's not allowed to come to family functions anymore. You know? <laughs> he's the crazy <laughs> uncle, yeah. Yeah. But like how we get sad because it sometimes feels like our rock and roll uncles are dying off. But who would have thought Iggy Pop would want to be one of the ones that's still kicking around? Stooges. Search and Destroy. Isn't it like a Metallica song, Search and Destroy? I wonder if they got that from this. I think it's Seek, seek and, and Destroy. Seek and Destroy, yeah. Search and Destroy but is... Don't they uh, say search and seek and destroy? Yeah. They say yeah. search. Yeah. They sing search. Yeah. Search and Destroy is Henry Rollins, isn't it? That's what he's got tattooed on his yeah. back. I don't know. If he, does he have a song of that or Black Flag? Do they have a song? I don't know. I don't know if it's just his, uh, his slogan. All right, are you intrigued? What's going to be I number 13? My number 13 band that's vocals, guitar, bass, and drums. Oh, yeah. Zeppelin, yeah. Okay. Listen to fucking Bonzo in this thing. Listen to those drums. Holy shit. Alternate mixes. This is live in California. Oh, it's live. I can't June 25th. Wow. 
1973, I want to say. Shout out to Valhalla, everybody. What is Valhalla? That's like the Viking hall where evil's done or something like that? No, not evil. It's a place it's like of a glory. Of, a place of glory, uh, like, celebration. Yes. Of Viking warriors? Yeah, kind something of like that. Yeah. A, on the last, in the Redeemer of Souls, Judas yeah, Priest. The, yeah. the Halls of Valhalla. Halls is that what it was? Yeah. All right, we're drinking Canadian beer. We're smoking legal cannabis in Canada tonight. <laughs> but, Lee, I thought Zeppelin. you weren't a huge fan of Zeppelin. Like, I remember having a conversation with you oh. about 15 years ago, and I remember I'm questioning not. That's you why they're say, number 13. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you. But, like, I can't but I remember saying, Lee, how come you don't love Led Zeppelin? What's the matter with you? Well, I don't like Robert Plant, and I don't like Jimmy Page. I think he's, like, shitty blues guitar, even though I like a lot of shitty blues guitar. <laughs> I don't know. Something about him you... Some mood rubs me the wrong way, you He seems cool now, though. He's like a gray-haired, so, yeah. like wizard yeah. of the guitar. And I like the fact that he won't reunite with the band. But they're just like such a Q107 band, and I hate all those people that listen to Q107. You know, listen, to, <laughs> listen to the drums here. Let's do turn the beat around on the solo here. I got up one morning and I said, I'm going to listen to uh, Led Zeppelin's entire catalog in order today. Oh my God. And uh, I listened to. Did you get up early or did you get up at like 11.45 and just. No, it was, stay a, in bed no, all it was, no, it was a work day. So I listened <laughs> to. The first, the first album. Like you the, were listening while you were working? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. in headphones all yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, what is that, uh, like, it's like nine or ten records? Yeah, something like that. It's yeah. like seven hours of music or something? Yeah, Zed, Zed, Led Zeppelin 1 through 4, Houses of the Holy, Physical Graffiti, uh, Presence. Part, this part. In, <laughs> in Through the Outdoor. So you're a, oh, John, you're a John Bonham, John Paul Jones guy, Lena. Pretty much. Well, I don't like John Paul Jones. You always like the, re- the most real guys in the band. Fucking right, man. Yeah, like Ace and Peter. But John, bon- John Bonham's the reason why I like Led Zeppelin. All right, number 12. Wyatt Riot, baby. Bang your head. Didn't the lead singer uh, recently pass away? 10, 15 years ago, maybe? Oh, that's not recent. All right. This, this bass part here, Rudy Sarzo. The song was in The Wrestler, right? That Mickey Rourke, uh, Mickey, uh... Oh, yeah, that was... I'm I was just The Wrestler, man. 
I would right now, but uh, I have a feeling my headphones would shake off. Do you remember when this, when this album came out, Mike? Metal Health, Quiet Riot, 1983. First heavy metal record to go to number one. I would not have known that, and I would not have guessed it was 1983. I would have thought it was later than that. 83. Yeah, I remember walking through Eaton's at uh, Scarborough Town Center, and I was looking at the albums. And there was like a ton of copies of this. And I remember looking at the cover and going, wow, this looks cool. Yeah, it's, it's got this dude in like a red leather street jacket, right? He's got like button pins of like the guys in the band. And he's wearing that like. He's got that face mask, mask on. Yeah. yeah. You gotta remember, Lee, I was a, more of a Durani at that time. Really? Yeah. 83, like Motley Crue, yeah. the Devil, Scorpions. Okay, no, I, it up. okay I had Motley like, Crue too. I was in a Duran too, but you know I was in yeah. a Quiet Riot as well. Yeah, but I was I was Triumph. styling my hair like Simon Le Bon and the boys by that time. Helix. <laughs> There's no prep for tonight, Mike. There's no preps allowed on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, break it down. Nobody's wearing uh, Ralph Lauren's, are they? <laughs> All right, here comes a guitar solo. Carlos Cavasso on the guitar. Here we go, let's listen to this. It's very Eddie Van Halen. Big Kevin DeBose screen. It's got all your great elements of a great rock song, right? And then you gotta break it down for a bass, a little bass here, right? Rudy Sarzo. And he never picked up an instrument. Who, the singer? Yeah. No. No. Yeah, Rudy Sarzo on the bass. From Cuba. Frankie Benali on the drums, we didn't mention him. He's the only guy left in the band. He's he still plays as Quiet Riot. And it it's just him. It bothers like, me when bands do that. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. It should just be the Frankie Benali band. Yeah. And you should just go out there and play all Quiet Riot songs. But you like, gotta have at least two guys, like, and what, it's gotta be two of the main guys. You what's know? Venom doing right? And what's the what's the yeah, incarnation of Venom right now? There's yeah, Venom Inc. is the two Venoms, and then the regular Venom is right. uh, Kronos. And there's 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 a Black Flag and a Flag but or something. Venom Inc. is more active. Yeah. Uh, Which is the one that just yeah, came to Toronto? Yeah, I think those this... are probably already both bro- bro- both broken up. One one had to change their name. Which one has Kronos in it? Just Venom. Just Venom. All right. Yeah, no, it bothers me when you have one member of a band. Yeah, you got like Axl Rose, you know, with his band calling them Guns N' Roses a few years ago. Or ACDC with Axl Rose calling themselves ACDC. Yeah, that's fair. 
Yeah, there's only like Angus left now, right? Pretty much. Yeah, but unless those uh, rumors or even those pictures are true about... Yeah, um, pictures of Brian Johnson and Phil Rudd in Vancouver. But I thought Phil Rudd was like... Like he couldn't leave the country because he tried to... He put out a hit on somebody? Hit yeah, on that's right. That's right. Couldn't leave Australia, yeah, right? Yeah. All right, here we go, number 11. Another cute new band. No, I don't know. Uh, Queen. Oh, all right. This is off. Uh, this is kind of a deep track. This is off uh, the game record. Need your loving tonight. It's a good rocks power pop song, written by uh, John Deacon, the bass player. Call me uh, musically uneducated, but I didn't realize that "I'm in love with my car" was uh, a Queen song. Yeah, it is. Roger Taylor wrote that one. Yeah. And there was a, there was kind of controversy with that, or not controversy, but like that stirred the band up because that's that was the B-side of Bohemian Rhapsody, right? And when a single sells, you know, the writers on the A-side and the B-side get the same amount of money, right? So like Roger Taylor got a pretty good paycheck for royalties on the B-side with that kind of silly song because it was a it had pretty song on the A-side, right? That's interesting. Yeah, Queen are an interesting band in that, like, all four members have all written songs that were, like, big hits. Yeah, is, that, is yeah. it like that? Yeah. It's a good tune, eh? It sounds like a cheap trick a little bit. I was just going to say, it sounds yeah. very cheap tricky. Freddie Mercury. It's fucking great vocals on him, eh? Have you or will you see that uh, new um, Queen movie that's out? Yeah, that I wanted to. Pic? I wanted to see it. Well, Mike's making a mess. If you're going to smoke cigars, <laughs> you've got to use the ashtray. You want, you want, you want your own ashtray, well, man? I miss the ashtray. Get another yeah. ashtray there for yourself. No, man. no, no. I'm good. I'm you good. guys I'm just, drinking out of cans and ash on the floor. <laughs> I hear the movie. Uh, I, I hear it's okay. I'll see it eventually because I, I yeah. like those type of movies anyway. But like... The thing I have a problem with that is factually wrong. Like, yeah, why bother if why like, bother if like you're the make order it of like when they introduce certain songs is like not in the timeline yeah. and stuff like that. And the issue I have with that is that like I can recognize that it's wrong, but what about the people that don't know and they just assume that this is how it is because oh, it's in the movie, it's got to be true, right? Who was singing That's with what I uh, Queen most recently? Who was the last fucking, time they were uh, Adam, Adam Lambert, Lambert that he's like an Air American talent guy or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I have no use for that at all. Even when they were out with Paul Rogers like 10 years ago, that was weird. Right? I, I, always, I always wanted to see them with George Michael. I always felt he could have been the best new lead singer of the band. Yeah, whatever. He sang that one good song at that Freddie Tribute. Yeah. Song. When I saw that, I thought, dude, join the band. I, um... I remember Eric predicted that they'd get Gowan to sing for them. But oddly enough, Gowan ended up replacing Dennis D. Young in yeah, that's uh, right, Sticks. sticks. <laughs> what, Eric made that call before yes. Gowan was in Sticks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a fucking good song, though, right? Now, doesn't Freddie Mercury play the piano? Yeah. Well, okay. So but, you can't include him no, on No, okay. That. There's technicalities with everything, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm sure you could poke a few holes in some of my picks here, but come on. 
for the most part, he's known as a frontman he's singer. A front man. He, he's rarely yeah. playing the piano in a live yeah. show. Yeah. Plus, he plays guitar on like crazy little thing called Love. So there's sure. all exceptions, yeah, right? right. Uh, and like your, your example earlier, you too. I mean, Bono sometimes yeah, he picks plays up a guitar, guitar yeah. yeah, and Mick p- picks up a guitar every now and then. Yeah, but Mick, that's a five-piece band, though, Mike. We're talking four oh, yeah. pieces, yeah. right? Yeah. All the <laughs> listeners right. too, if you're playing along, we're talking drummers, bass players, guitar players, and singers. We've uh, on the website you can download a scorecard that helps explain the rules and nice. regulations of this. Uh, it's tough, man. You know what this song always reminds me of? Me. No, that big climactic moment at the end of Revenge of the Nerds, right? When they've had the big talent show. That's right. Right? And they... And then then What's-His-Face gave that, like, uh, big speech. And they started playing this, right? And all the nerds are like, if you've ever been picked on out there, you're a nerd too. Come join us. Come to the dark side, right? And then they played this song. And Betty Child went up and... Betty Child joined them and she called herself a nerd. (laughs) This is a big hit. It's cliche, but I love this song, right? It's fucking epic, right? Story about Brian May's guitar too. He calls it the Red Special. I he don't said know. one guitar. I think his dad made it for him when he was a kid in the '60s or something like that. And he only uses one, eh? Well, he's had replicas over the years. Yeah. But like, he's had the one guitar that his dad gave him, like in the '60s, was the main guitar on all these songs and all the tours. And apparently, the neck of the guitar was made from like an old fireplace mantle. Wow. One of the neighbors was like getting rid of it, so they took this piece of wood off of it and chopped it up and turn it into this guitar that's like his main guitar all right number 10 top 10 here we go so his father made him a guitar that actually sounds good yeah this is a big right. guitar ah got your poison it's a poison coming in at number 10 oh, yeah the worst best band that i like i know they suck and they're weird looking and stuff but I love them man they're they good times they got songs that just get you so hyped they up do. They got I don't know how dead. anybody can't I can, I can I can see people thinking like they, they've seen too much of Brett Michaels and it's like yeah. I can see people maybe disliking Brett but I don't know how anybody could, could dislike, dislike Ricky CC. Rocket <laughs> no, I was gonna say CC DeVille yeah CC is so fun uh, CC's the best <laughs> the best is uh the, the rock you remember rock, rock and, and roll, roll Jeopardy? Jeopardy oh he Muffed up the floor with everybody, and he was hilarious as he when did I had, it. When I had the satellite dish, and I could get VH1, and that show was on, we would always watch it. Yeah. And the, the one episode where CC was on, it was CC DeVille, Brian McKnight, is he like a black yeah, yeah, yeah. RBC, and Andy Summers from the police. Yeah. <laughs> and like CC is like coked out of his head, and he's like so and he, wired. he beat Andy Summers? And he got all these questions right, but he couldn't do it like form of a question. He kept messing all that oh, stuff up. okay. Yeah. And at one point. But he, he, he won. Yeah, he won, and he's playing for a, and he's playing for like a charity, right? Yeah, His all charity. my bald, bald little buddies or something no, like he, that. He said like, yeah, he said something like he's playing for like special needs children, and he said no, something for like cancer, kids with cancer, and that's why he said all my bald-headed little buddies. Yeah, he said something like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> CC on guitar. 
Plus, these guys, I don't know if they still do, but at one time, they played a great show, that's for sure. Yeah, Lee, when, when did we see them? I saw them last last summer. They were oh, did you? Great. Yeah. yeah they were still oh, great. Didn't we saw them with uh, Rat and Cinderella, didn't we? Oh, that would have been a good show. It wouldn't have been Rat and Cinderella. It was probably a couple of times. Cinderella and Poison or Rat and Poison. Yeah, I think I saw oh, okay. Cinderella with Poison once. Yeah. and that's, see, and yeah. that's and That was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good times. See, Cinderella wouldn't count because Tom Kiefer plays guitar more than he does it, right? You know what I'm saying? Even Brett plays a little guitar. But, like, he, he's mainly a guy with, with dancing around with a mic, right? Right. I'm not going to make any guesses, but I have, uh, I have two or three that I know are going on. Well, we got nine more to go. Nine more of my top favorite vocal guitar bass and drum bands <laughs> so we're coming up on number nine. Oh, this is gonna be a fucking good one i think i know who this is are you ready are you ready yes indeed oh, oh shit look out This intro part was called like Jack the Stripper or something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that name yeah, yeah. This yeah. little intro groovy part here. We're talking Black Sabbath off the Paranoid record. 1971. Bill Ward, everybody. I remember walking through the streets of San Jose del Cabo in Mexico. And it's an old Mexican town. Everything's like the old architecture. And I'm walking down the street and I'm looking for somewhere to get something to eat. And as I'm walking down the street, all of a sudden I hear fairies wear boots. Like, like coming out of a bar somewhere. Wow. Yeah, I look up. The and actual song and or there's, a band and there's a yeah. There's no. There's a patio. Yeah. And fairies wear boots is blasting, oh. and I say, oh, we gotta go there. Yeah, and we went up there, and it was like in the middle of this Mexican village. There's this patio up on a roof, and so they're blasting. They're bas- They're blasting fairies wear boots. Fairies wear boots are my is my favorite Sabbath song. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it might be mine too. One of my favorite yeah. ones. That's why I picked it. But yeah. You know what it's about too, eh? Well, there's a, there's a few... It's about skinheads, isn't it? Well, there's a few theories, yeah. There's a few... They, they once said... Geezer said or somebody said that it's about, like, skinheads. Yeah. But then there was also a story that it was about, like, Tony and Ozzy got so high on mushrooms or something one night that... Babbitt, can you grab me a beer, please? They rode on a lawn, and they were, like, tripping, and they they saw, they saw thought they saw, like, some fairies, like, dancing around on the lawn while they were tripping <laughs> out. <laughs> I prefer the skinhead yeah. element. Both quite plausible, though. The memories I have. The memories I have of this song are just driving in the car when you're singing by yourself. 
and you can be singing as high as you want, trying to match what Ozzy's doing. Your voice is cracking, but and you don't care. Yeah, Ozzy's a great singer. He doesn't get the respect I he deserves as a vocalist. I think like he sings really high. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's tough to keep that up. I mean, you're for. Thanks, man. I don't want one of those shitty. For all of us, I mean, our our voice is shot after that. Yeah. Speaking about voices being shot, I was trying to sing along to something the other day, and I realized my voice, like, not that I ever had a good voice, but I couldn't sing at that high register, and it was, like, about maybe five years ago. No, not even that. Like, maybe three years ago. I went to see Judas Priest at uh, the ACC, and I was singing along to Victim of Changes. And literally, my my voice hasn't been the same. Well, that's a mistake, Batman. Yeah, it was, it was your really voice weird. hasn't been the same since nope. in the past three years. No, well, it's it. I think it's permanent. I think I wow. just yeah. Fair enough. It's few men, on the, few men on the planet can sing that end part of "Victim of Changes." Though. Well, I was even off key, but it was more of me like the effort yeah. that uh, I exerted doing it. Bill Ward again, everybody. And then Black Sabbath can swing, right? This part here. Oh yeah. Totally. Like how many heavy metal bands could like swing like that? That's fucking Bill Ward, right? That's what was missing on the last couple of tours. Yeah. We didn't have Bill Ward. It's the jazzy element of Bill Ward, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. His ride, the way he plays his ride cymbal and shit. Mike, can you uh, pass me uh, a cigar? Yeah, I saw what I saw, and I tell you no lie. I'm, I'm motioning to the cigars, oh, but you're <laughs> closing your eyes as you sing along. We were at the final show there, eh, Bobby, at uh, Molson Amphitheater, last yes, Black Sabbath yes, show a couple summers yeah. ago. I was there with my bad fucking sciatica pain. Oh, I got yeah. a free ticket, but I was in the worst pain of my life. Couldn't even walk, and I hobbled all the way down there on the train and just to see Black Sabbath, but without Bill Ward. But, um, yeah, yeah. I remember we went to a baseball game around that time, too, and uh, it felt like I was going to the baseball game with my, like, dying, dying grandfather. Yeah, you made me walk up. We had to walk <laughs> up that fucking spiral thing to the top. Remember that? And I had, yeah. I couldn't, I had but to, like, you were all bent over, and every once in a while you just kind of go, uh. <laughs> Can someone explain to me why Bill Ward wasn't on the last tour again? They wouldn't oh, pay him. Very they controversial. wouldn't fucking pay him. They wouldn't pay him. There was also were like, the, we'll make, we'll there was also the idea that he wasn't in shape enough yeah, that's to actually I, that's tour. Yeah, that's what I heard, well, too. People, so people, what that's facts? what they say, but Bill says he could do it. So who do you believe, right? Right. Bill says, like, they were offering me, like, pennies compared Less to Less than what the other guys the other would still want. Yeah. yeah. But then the other four, the other three were like, well, we don't really know anything about that. We just leave that all up to the managers, which is bullshit. It's your fucking bandmate, man. And then they, they say, and they say, like, we don't think he could do it, but I don't know. Even if he can't do it. If Ozzy can do it, for Christ's sakes. Like, even if he can't do it, there's something to say for the four original fucking guys to be on the yeah, stage yeah. and be like... Could have just made that happen. Like, even if it's sloppy, it's like, there's the four fucking guys. Yeah. Like, make a mistake. Like, yeah. it's whatever. I still really like that last album they put out, though, 13. Oh, 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 oh. Number eight. Oh, yeah. You know who this is, Mike? Is it Halen? It ain't crowded house, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, so it's split ends. So. You had to call me a doctor. Yeah. 
my favorite Van Halen record is Van Halen 2. That's the first one that I owned. I had this record when it came out. Like This was like uh, 78, I want to say. 79. 79. So I was like five years, five years old. This is one of my first records. I had the Diver Down cassette. That was my first one. But I, but I never really got into it as much until after 1984 came yeah, out, which I had on, a, which I had on a vinyl record. But really? and then and then and then and then, and then but no, even like that really made me start liking them. And then after that, I went back and I I had my Diver Down cassette. At that I time, would, I thought Jump was the greatest song I had ever heard in my life. That's like the worst fucking and, song. Well, at the, when I when I was thirteen you or whatever know, it was like, at that time, I thought Jump was the greatest song. No, no, I had the ever. best song ever is uh, is uh, Top Jimmy. You guys are awful. no. I'm, I'm just joking. I'm t- you guys, I like Top, Top Jimmy. Jimmy. You never heard Unchained or Running with the Devil or? <laughs> well, of course I've heard them. But I'm, 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 like you were like when Jump I was thirteen. I, I, I didn't. Ca- Unchained I didn't, is my favorite. I think. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a little uh, uh, annoyed about my Jump. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, you were in a band, Halo, or a Duran Duran. I, I was. I, my, I my, was. My, favorite era, my favorite era, though, Bart. Hang on, l- listen, listen to this little guitar trill Eddie does here. I love this. Right here. Ow! Ow! Oh, so nice, eh? How does he do that? Before that, my favorite record was the Star Wars soundtrack. Well, I don't know what to say about that either, right? <laughs> But my favorite era of Van Halen, without a doubt, is uh, Gary Sharon era. Yeah, you're just being funny now, Baba. I'm drinking some Grolsch. All right, get out. Mike's got some Carling. Baba's got some water. <laughs> Somebody give me a shot. But he's chasing it with a cigar. Somebody it's good. Pom pom operas. Oh yeah. Oh, we gotta do a double shot. We gotta do some double shots him. now because yeah. we're getting into the nitty gritty. You know what I'm saying? First record. So a buddy of mine went to uh, what was that? What that record they released recently about eight years ago with the freight train on the front? Different kind of truth. Different kind of truth. And he went to horrible the show. Horrible name, horrible cover. Yeah, but a pretty good record though. Yeah, it's a good record, except for that new tattoo song, which is yeah. probably the worst song on the record. That's on Motley Crue on the record. I just got a new tattoo. Yeah. Song, they're just songs, just tattoos. Sorry, what are you guys talking about? We're talking about David Lee Roth, you know, playing videos during the show of his dogs. What? And stuff like that's what I heard. Like I, I had a buddy that went to the show, and he said that it was kind of tempered intermittently by David Lee Roth showing videos of his dogs <laughs> and talking about his dogs. And he's like, Fair well, they're, they're, "Am they're I in a Van Halen they're show?" They're one of the most. They're a weird band. Just, just like Kiss, they haven't aged well as up and well as well. Yeah. You know, like. And didn't they kick out uh, Mike Anthony in favor of uh, if Eddie? Eddie um, well, they Wolfgang. got at Wolfgang. Well, they yeah. got Eddie got. It's Eddie's band, right? Yeah. yeah Alex does yeah. whatever Eddie says because it's his brother. Yeah. And uh, Eddie, Eddie had a thing with Sammy, and then Michael kind of was. Well, wasn't it because Eddie sobered up and then started wanting more control of the band that he kind of had no, uh, in it, his it, alcoholism no. had relinquished to Sammy Hagar, sort of, and then he no, started no, getting no, no, sober no. again. It's always so. been Eddie's band. It's, Eddie, yeah. it's always been Eddie's band. It's like it's always Eddie's band, right? But there was a point when like Eddie. And Sammy weren't getting along. Eddie kicked Sammy out of the band. And then, like, Michael Anthony started playing with Sammy Hagar solo. Eddie got pissed at that. And I think that's where it all uh, went. All right. So then when they got back together with Dave, they're like, oh, let's bring my son into the band. Who's all right. I mean, he does a good job. But it's not Michael Anthony. 
Well, it's always been my theory that DLR left the band because Eddie saw that people were thinking more of David Lee Roth as being the band than he was. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure that guy. I'm sure that guy is hard to get along with and hard to manage. Who, David Lee Roth? Oh, or yeah. Eddie? yeah, he's got to yeah. be awful, man. Oh, I'm sure he is. He's the coolest, but I mean, yeah, that's the fucking Eddie and Eddie and David are like two you got alpha, alpha two males. alpha males. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah that's right. right. Like, <laughs> whereas Alex and Michael are total the yeah. What are the, what's the other one? Beta, 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 beta males. Beta males. <laughs> is that a thing? Is that a thing? That's a thing. <laughs> Yeah, Atomic Punk off the first record. Fucking rockin' though, it's like a guitar tone. Seven, anybody. Now, I will say, this is it's different because one of the instruments is an organ. Yes, right. yes. So, I don't know if they count. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm saying vocals, bass, guitar, drums. Whereas this band is basically vocals, organ, guitar, drums. Right. But like the organ is playing bass as well with his like live. They never played up with a bass player. They always right. played live as a four-piece. In the studio, they would have a bass player. Sure. So, you know... I think it qualifies, right. and I love them. Yeah, I, I think it qualifies because it's my show, it's my list, and I just like the Doors, right? So I want to <laughs> play some Mike objects, right? though. <laughs> you don't no, like the Doors, I, Mikey? No, I love the Doors. I do love the Doors. Yeah. What Alex is talking about was uh, after we saw the Doors movie and I smashed Oh, my... no, I wasn't talking about that, but yeah, uh. that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I was, the Doors being, movie? I was just being a sarcastic jerk. Val Kilmer, Oliver Stone. Yeah, we went out and saw the, the Doors movie. It was and like I, 1990. I smashed my cassette after that show. I, I don't know what it was that I was so incensed after watching that movie that yeah. I, I took the cassette. Because we were so out, looking out of my forward Jeep and I to smashed it, it, and yeah. it was just not a good no. movie. What year was that? That was like 95, yeah. maybe, mid-90s, that movie? Yeah. Why? So you but I love I love The Doors, don't get me wrong. Oliver Stone made you smash he made me Doors smash it. cassette. Well, because I was impressionable. You well, know? I, I walked was like out of there, I thought, well, this... It I was, was out in the Victoria Terrace That's right, Victoria lot. Terrace parking lot in Scarborough, Ontario, What Canada. record was it? What, what album was it? Was it like a Best of the Doors record? Know. Was it that red and white cover? It was, it was your the triangle. It was like white and orange. It was your Suzuki no, white Samurai. Yeah, yeah my Suzuki Samurai fake Jeep. That's right. Hello, I Love You was an earlier track by them that they wrote before the record deal, like in the mid-60s. And they came at, uh, and they subsequently released it on Waiting for the Sun, which was their third record. Oh, I didn't know in that. In 1968. There's a little tidbit for you there. So we got to do a double shot of the doors. Oh. Yeah. Talk, talking about a little Willie Dixon. Howlin' Wolf. Little Willie Dixon. Paul Rothschild producing, producing these guys. It's how good that sounds, eh? I like all those little grunts by Jim in the back. Like Elvis, eh? He sings like Elvis. Yeah, right? it was oh, got that yeah. kind of crooner type. Oh, of. Yeah, well, I would 
love to hear like an Elvis Presley Jim Morrison duet. Oh, that would have been great. Imagine that. Imagine like, imagine like Roadhouse Blues with like Elvis and Jim yeah, Morrison. That'd be wicked. Imagine Elvis. Well, I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. I feel like those two guys would be like two sides of the same magnet, like two north things opposing each other. Yeah, but the middle ground is rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Backdoor Man is Mike Train? I don't know. Okay, Willie Dixon wrote this song, and this is, we're talking like in the 50s. So, Backdoor Man is a guy that's like carrying on with married women because he's always leaving out the back door. Ah, right? So, he's going in there for his nightly visits, and he's leaving out the back door. Right, right. He's a backdoor man. Not a good guy. Well, sometimes you gotta take your love where you can get it, you know? That's true. Sometimes these women aren't being satisfied, so a backdoor man's got to step in and get the job done. It's like when Merle Haggard's out on tour. He knows that he has to say his uh, man from the mountains coming home has to get rid of her backdoor buddies. Is that what he says? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Merle Haggard. <laughs> There's a Merle Haggard song. Is that song. a line from a song yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know nothing about no Merle Haggard. It sounded like one of those Mike Judge Tales from the Beware of episodes. Pork and beans, baby. I eat more chicken than any man ever seen. You eat more chicken than any man ever seen. Are you telling me? He can eat chicken. And he's a backdoor man. He's those vocals are fucking great. See, the men don't know, but the little girls understand. Ray Manzarek on the organ and the uh, playing the bass with his left hand or his feet sometimes on bass pedals. You had John Densmore on the drums and Robbie Krieger on guitar, right? Ray Manzarek is one of those guys. Alive, uh, isn't he? No, I think, aren't they all, all John and Robbie are still alive. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, Ray so, died about. Oh, so Ray died. Ago. Yeah, okay. but Ray Manzarek was always like on a lot of rockumentaries. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's always one of those talking heads that always, always had those like octagonal glasses that, that he wore. He's a bit of a pompous school teacher guy. Yeah, but, that's right. But he's fucking Ray Manzarek, though. Oh, it's so number Who's six. This? We're talking number six. Uh, I'm not sure who this is. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a guitar riff, eh, Mike? You know what this song reminds me of? This song reminds me of walking to school, Frenchman's Bay, like 1982. Uh, and, I was uh, there. <laughs> I lived on Yeremy Street, and I would walk to Yeremy, and then I would go up Oklahoma to Frenchman's Bay. And remember, sometimes I would, when I would turn the corner to uh, Oklahoma, there would there would be these like big kids there sometimes, right? And it was just when this song was out, and they would have their boom boxes and they'd be cranking this song. And I loved the music, but I was scared of the big kids because they looked scary, right? And they had jean jackets. So you always like, identified right. this music with danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah big kids with and they'd like always be long hair in the pit. Do you, yeah, remember, like, do you remember the pit? 
Frenchman's Bay? Yeah, the pit was like a uh, sort of, uh, when you get out over closer to the lake there, there was this, you go into the forest, and it was kind of like a crater. And what, hap- what happened was everybody would sit around this thing. They called it the pit, but it was like a crater. They'd all smoke cigarettes and smoke drugs. And Frenchman's Bay. We're talking eighth graders. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember smoking. But guys, you know, guys wearing their like uh, mob rules T-shirts and stuff like that. Lumberjackets. Yes. <laughs> I remember. I remember being intrigued by it because I love the music, but just being scared of these big yeah. kids with long hair. Leather jacket. Yeah. Because sure, I was like sure. six, seven, eight, and I was like, I didn't have long. Yeah. Hair, I, remember but I wanted I, long hair. I remember so when cool, I remember right? um, on special afternoons uh, during recess. We could stay in the class, and Mr. Peters would let us listen to records. And um, I remember Ollie used to bring in his brother's records all the time. So but they were all punk rock records, or, or Danny, Daniel McKenna, or oh, Ollie okay. Cooper. They would listen. They would bring in their brother's records. Right. So it was their older be, brothers. Yeah. So it's yeah. me in grade five. So it'd be like Ozzy and Black Sabbath, and this right. song. This reminds me of when I first heard it back then. So yeah, Ozzy Osbourne, another one of those lead singer, guitar. One guitar, bass, drums, bands, right? Randy Rhodes. We got to talk about Randy Rhodes. Probably the greatest guitarist, greatest rock guitarist of all time, heavy metal guitarist of all time. Him and Eddie Van Halen. Yep. Who would you Who would you pick in a, in a Tony Iommi? I think. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's a different kind of style. Though. Yeah. But in a guitar duel battle, Eddie versus Randy, who do you think is gonna win? I prefer Randy Rhodes' style. Yeah. My, my... Well, I might pick Eddie, even though I love Randy. It's hard to deny Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. How about you for the tiebreaker, Mike? Baba says Randy. I say Eddie. I say Jimmy Page. Uh, disqualified. Disqualified. <laughs> this guitar solo, man. I am. It's like such a heavy lick, and yeah, it just yeah. gets happy, <laughs> so happy right away. And this is it's such got, a, like it's, a, it's got like that horse riding gallop yeah, that, 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 that Iron Maiden does like so, so well. Iron Maiden yeah. songs, that's right. <laughs> and it's such a big hit, but you know, I could never hear it enough. Enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. no, definitely. I not. never get tired of this yeah. song, right? It's such a classic, ten out of ten track. It's definitely his best song. Eh? Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, yeah, I would One say song. so. One yeah. song. That's probably crazy. Train, yeah, right? it's got crazy. I like train. No More Tears. Did you pick No More Tears. No, crazy I'm kidding. Train? I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> no More Tears was amazing when he song, played though. it <laughs> at uh, when I, I went to see Ozzy last month, and uh, that might have been my favorite song. Might have been my favorite moment actually. The little bass part where it, when it drops in, it's just the bass Problem, problem with that show was uh, it was all songs. I think th- no, I think Shot in the Dark was there. That was the. But I think like all the songs were from Blizzard of Oz or No More Tears. Yeah. Like there was no Diary of a Madman oh. songs. How can you cut out Diary? Yeah. And uh, speaking of Diary, I got I to do. Well, so this guy. I remember this part of the end of the song always creeped me out. Right. <laughs> like he played fairies wear boots and. Um, uh, War Pigs, and I would have preferred to hear a couple of Diary songs just because this we saw Black Sabbath. All right, Ozzy's telling us to keep smoking them joints. 
You didn't do flying high again to the show? Nope. Yeah. All right, let's smoke some uh, legal Canadian marijuana for Ozzy right now. Yeah. Thanks, are you, are you ordering Trudeau. yours uh, online, Lee? I uh, I checked it out, but it's such a fucking hassle. I just went to my regular dealer. And was it take a few <laughs> weeks to come to you? Well, number one, it's like it was like twice the price that I paid. Oh, okay. And uh, well, you don't want any of that bargain basement. And stuff. it was like thirty-one dollar delivery charge. So I'm like, what? But it but it's pretty cool that you can just what? sit there and like type it up on your computer, and like an hour later, a guy will be at your door with a bag of weed. I don't know if it comes in a bag. I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, the only time I ever, like, um, partake is, like, when I come over here. Like, I don't smoke it anymore. I don't yeah. buy it myself. And it's, fu- it's funny. Well, that's like, your problem. Back, <laughs> back in the day when, uh, like, you had to go through so much trouble to get it. Now it's legal and you can just go that's to the part store. Of the fun, it's so it? weird. No, I wouldn't call it fun. No. See, I, I'm lucky that I got to live both worlds yeah like i got 20 years of like going to meet a guy about a thing right and then like concealing it to like rock concerts and shit and now i'm gonna like live another like 50 years in this world where like you can just go to the store and buy a six pack of beer and a pizza and a bag of weed it's only a plant right like what the fuck <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> 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 Did he sing any lyrics like that uh, when you saw him? Was he pretty good? How was his voice? Um, it was the same as always, but he, you know how he's always... Was he doing jumping jacks? Uh, not, no, he wasn't really doing those. Those frog jumps? Oh, jumping jacks, yeah, he did some of those. He didn't do any of his frog jumps. I love the uh, frog jumps. Uh, he's yeah. just getting, like, he's... He looked. He he looked. He looks like an old man the way he prowls around the stage now. Like just like he. Right. I mean, he he's kind of like he's been like he's kind of been like that awesome for though. years. I love but that like though. yeah, now it's yeah. like really like an old guy. Yeah. He's got wicked hair. <laughs> I think he doesn't have like he might have extensions, but he's he doesn't wear a wig or anything. That's no, hair, that's right? him, yeah. man. Here, Randy Rhodes. Listen to listen to Randy for a bit. Uh, Tommy Aldridge on the drums and uh, Rudy Sarzo on the bass. Rudy Sarzo making another appearance. Earlier, he was in uh, Quiet Riot, right? It's a fucking great song. Flying high again. Is there anybody else? Well, there's Ozzy, of course. Is there anybody else that makes a, uh, a double appearance besides uh, Ozzy and Rudy? Yeah, I think we're in the double shots for the next... Uh, Top five coming up. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I'm excited. Up. Yeah, Ozzy's at number six, so we got the top five coming up. <laughs> He's just got such a sinister voice, too, eh, Ozzy? Just that, like, natural tone to his voice. I always thought he sounded like, or Belinda Carlisle and him kind of have a same timber. Oh, to yeah, I know, what, I know what you, you know mean. What I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like I never thought of, like, of her as being sinister, though. No, not sinister, but they have kind of oh, like a... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, she's a witch. They kind of have like a vibrato in their voice, like a, yeah. when they sing. Yeah, yeah. okay. Like I, like, I could totally hear like I hear an Aussie Belinda yep. duet. I think it would be amazing. And they have the same hair. Yeah, you could totally have yeah, for sure. I was at a show once and I was front row with the Go-Go's and Belinda Carlisle performs in her, feet, in her bare, uh, bare foot and she came right close to me and her foot was literally like 
like 18 inches from my Did face. you smell I, it? I almost went to touch it, but I was like, I'm going to kick it. <laughs> Top five, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Too many problems, I lie on my Such a great record. What a great yeah. record. Perfect. Oh. Every, every Perfect. song. Every Perfect. song. 10 out of 10. 10 awesome. out of 10. 10, out of 10. 10. Never mind the bollocks. We're talking about the Sex Pistols, yeah. obviously, right? It's a perfect 10 out of 10 record. Johnny Rotten on vocals. Glenn Matlock and Sid Vicious on bass, even though Steve Jones played all the bass on the Oh, record. did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And that's so why it sounds so good. Actually. Sid Vicious played all these songs just live. Well, play after, play after, is a, a a word I would use. <laughs> <laughs> what did, did they did they have his bass turned down and? Yeah, he was awful. They would yeah. do shows and like it would his bass would just be off. He couldn't, he couldn't play, play a bloody note. He looked great. <laughs> can not play a bloody note. He looked great, but he, 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 he couldn't play right. And then obviously Paul Cook on drums. Right. Fuck, great band. You would have picked um, Scum of the Earth as uh, as a punk <laughs> band, but they only have three members, so I guess they didn't qualify. Yeah. yeah. Michael Dave Barr's member of... Uh, As Dog. Dog. <laughs> who, All right, I, who, Dog. Who, coincidentally enough, was on one of the main actors on... Remember they brought back WKRP? And he, and was, he was on that? Yes, he was one of the DJs oh, on there. Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. Grasping at straws. Wow. Great fact, Baba Ferguson. Yeah, come on. What was that called? Like the new WKRP? Yeah, so, just something like that. that. Like, yeah. Terrible. And they were actually a yeah. successful radio station. Like Mr. Yeah. Carlson and like... Johnny Fever was there. Yeah. I know. I don't no, think Herb Johnny was Fever. there. Herb was there. Her- Herb, Herb Les Les was there. Venus? No, I don't think so. I don't even think Venus was None there. Of the chicks, Bailey, Bailey was there. Is Bailey there? Yeah, okay, Bailey Lonnie was there, but Lonnie. Jennifer wasn't there. I don't know. This is this great Steve Jones uh, guitar solo. Chuck Berry. Problem is you. Problem. Problem. The problem is you. It is. Oh, what you gonna do? Great singer, too. He's awesome. No, there's just got such smear in his voice. Did you guys ever like Public Image Limited? Did you ever like? They have some good songs. I, I wouldn't say their whole catalog, but I like some stuff here and there. He's gained a little bit of weight in recent years. Have you seen Johnny Rock or Johnny I Live? No, not in a little while. He kind of, yeah, he kind of covers it up by wearing like a three-piece suit type of thing, right? No, he wears like big, like ropes, double, double extra large, wears a big tucked button punk rock moo moo, and like, like sweatpants. <laughs> He's not wearing a punk moo moo. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But you can't deny this record, man. It's so perfect, eh? Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Do you know the story about, uh, I played Queen earlier, do you know the story about Sex Pistols and Queen, their connection? No, I don't the, uh, When they were recording this record, they were in the same studio as Queen recording a record at the same time. Maybe, uh, what's that one with the monster on it? The we Will Rock, you really check. Anyway, they were in the studio at the same time, and uh, Johnny Rotten wanted to meet Freddie, right? But they were all like, nah, it's probably not a good idea. Like, don't, don't, <laughs> bug, those, don't bug those guys, right? <laughs> Two opposites. Yeah. So at one point, like I think this is the engineer Bill Price, I think is his name. Don't I'm not I could be wrong on that, but I think it's Bill Price's name. He's he said uh, 
he's working and he gets a knock at the door, right? And he says it's the producer on the Queen session. He goes, would you mind keeping your band members away from us? <laughs> he said, Freddie was recording a take at the piano and one of your band members crawled on all fours into the studio, crawled up the piano and said hello freddy <laughs> and then he crawled back on all fours and just left the room <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> hello freddy this is one of my favorite sex pistol songs this is a did you know wrong just the B-side to uh, God Save the Queen. So good, eh? And the reason it's tight is because Steve Jones was playing bass and guitar at the same time, right? So he's just doubling all of his parts, so that's why it's got that kind of thick, perfect sound. Driving, right? yeah. yeah. Like they're really tight, right? Like, they never captured this live. Even though live, they are pretty good. Like, they really got an energy and a rawness, and it's punk, right? But... There's something special about this album. Yeah. These sessions. They're a great studio band, you know. Did you go see them on that uh, filthy Lucra tour? I didn't see them back then. That was they were touring the same time as KISS. The KISS reunion and the Sex Pistols reunion was going on the same time summer ninety six, right? Yeah, I remember that too. And I was on tour with a band that time, so I missed the Sex Pistols. Was in that Toronto. was that the Psycho Cir- was that Psycho Circus tour? No, it was a Kiss Reunion tour. Oh, okay. But uh, they played in Toronto while I was going on tour, so I didn't see that. But uh they did another reunion show like in 2004, maybe, something like that. And I went to that one. That was great. I remember there were all these like young kids in the front row, and they were spitting on them. And I knew sp- there was something about spit. And yeah. they stopped the show, and Johnny Rock was yeah. like, we don't do that. If you're going to spit on us, we're going to leave. And like, <laughs> they literally left for like 20 minutes. Right. And then they came back, and they played the rest of the show. Greatest Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction speech ever. Sex Pistols, I'll give you that. They just gave Johnny Rotten just wrote that note with like total bad printing and yeah, spelling yeah. mistakes and shit. Yeah, I remember reading <laughs> just that. saying like we don't want any part of your corporate bullshit. <laughs> the Sex Pistols and Axl Rose, I think, are the greatest Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. I love the fact that what did Axel say? Axel just was like, I I don't want any part of this, and he just decided not to show up. Right. And I think he put out like a message saying something like that, along the same lines as that too, which I respect. You are a lover of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, I'm not. I think it's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I I like I like going to the Rock and Roll. I was going to say I love the museum. There's nothing wrong with the museum. Selection process. Seeing seeing artifacts and stuff like that and instruments is incredible. You don't like you don't like how the selections are made. The whole induction thing and who's in there and the process. It's just like an insult. Right. Like how they don't have so many bands that should be in there already. Okay. Number four, baby. Talking about Keith Moon on the drums, John Entwistle on the bass, Roger Daltrey on the vocals, and the incredible Pete Townsend on guitar. What a great band, The Who. Great band. This is the bargain off Who's Next. Probably my favorite new oh, record. Yeah. Perfect album. I 10 think out of so 10. too. Yeah. 
mean, it's got like Bob O'Reilly, Bob O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> That's very bad. Uh, it's got Won't Get Fooled Again, Behind Blue Eyes. Oh, yeah. Bargain, this song. Going mobile. That's great. Yeah, that's a good song. It's not a real album, but fuck live at Leeds, so that's up there as well for me. Yeah, it's a perfect live album. It sounds live. Like too. a lot of the songs, it's like the definitive version that is on that album. And that's super yeah. you know it's a successful live Absolutely. album. Absolutely. So this song, Bargain, is kind of a love song. Right? But apparently, like, I've read some things that Pete was actually getting religious with this, and this song is like a song about God. So that's cool. But I like the ambiguity of songwriting, where you write a song and you can kind of just put your own meaning behind it. Right? So I like to think of this as being a song about a chick. Yeah, it's uh, in the beholder. And you gotta love when Pete sings the bridge on a Who song. <laughs> Me too. I actually like I like Pete's voice better than Roger. And like one and oh, one I wouldn't go that far. Two, one and one make one. And I'm looking for. Sound good that sounds, eh? That free ride to me. I'm looking oh, for you. It's interesting how Pete would do all the music himself before yeah. handing it off to the other members. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Like, Pete Townsend's demos are incredible. Like, I have a bunch of bootlegs, like three or four CDs of all his demos. And you hear these songs, and it's him playing every instrument. Wow. Bass, drums, guitar. Right? And it sounds great, but then you give it to The Who, and, like, Keith Moon gets a hold of it, and he does all this oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You know? The same with, like, John Entwistle on the bass. And Roger Daltrey. I'll give Roger some credit. Even though he's the square of the band in my mind. And we got some Miss Vicky's chips going on. That's another Canadian cuisine, right? I don't we know. We do. I'm trying that, to eat them away from the mic here because they're so crunchy. Crunch a couple of chips there for the listeners. Yeah, here's, there, one, here's one Miss right Vicky's. up with the mic. You guys haven't had chips until you've had some Miss Vicky's, man. Now, these are crunky. They, like, bake them in oil, right? That's why they get that, like, sort of warped thing to them. How do they call those? They bake them in all. In all. Oh, they put them in all. <laughs> now, I want Jack and Austin to sit right next to me. <laughs> Mr. Furley. I, mean, I, I just got the... I'm, I'm actually... I'm in all. I'm on season seven of the uh, Three's Company complete series box set that I just recently got. Nice. And I haven't watched them in 20 years, and uh, I realize that this is why... I still watch them in reruns every now and then, yeah. like, probably... I, reruns? I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, it's on CMT. They're is, on CMT every is that night. What, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. watch TV. You live, like, on cable TV? I watch Three's yeah. Company every day. To this, right, Shut up! I watch Three's Company every day. 2018, Three's Company reruns are on TV. I watch Three's Company every yeah. day. They're on TV. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily watch every day, but I always pop in if... Uh, wow. It's fucking Like the so other day, funny. Jack it's and Larry were all pissed off because they were dating the same girl. Is it the one where Jack it, was the Jack mannequin? Goes in, yeah, Jack was a mannequin. He's, mannequin he's going like this robot, and doing yeah. the whole robot was that moves gre- and everything. Was that Greedy Gretchen? No. No, no. it was another girl. But anyway, it turns out that she had another boyfriend that even they didn't know about. So they yeah. ended up befriending each other at the end over the Remember fact that, that she had another boyfriend, too. Well, I'm on season seven right now. 
Larry's the and, best. And Janet is so hot in season seven. That's when she totally had her Joan Jett look going. Yeah. And she just walks around in these pink little night shirts with like football numbers There's on it. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of those little negligees on. And, and did, uh, have you got to the episode yet where uh, she's uh, dancing and yeah, her dance was, teacher? Yeah. Yeah. Janet, I don't think you oh, have I what saw, it takes I saw that one yeah. to be a dancer. Too. I don't think yeah. Michael. I don't well, think I that bastard. Michael, that I don't guy, think you have what it takes beard? to be a human that, being. That dude yeah, had that a one. he had a beard, right? <laughs> yeah. That guy. Yeah. And then Jack comes in to just pick her up, and he, yeah. he's, he he's like he's like Janet, and then Janet, and then Janet's like Jack. I know what you're gonna say. I know you're gonna say I'm wrong. I know you're gonna say that I made a mistake. I know you're gonna say I don't know what I'm doing. And then Jack goes, Janet, all I was going to say was, can I have this dance? <laughs> <laughs> and they have this like moment. It's sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. But obviously, Janet didn't have what it takes to be a dancer because didn't the dancing thing like never come up again in the show? Yeah. yeah well, come on. well, her teacher actually told her, explained to her that she didn't really it's sort have of like, talent. It, it sort of like came out of nowhere, just sort of like how, remember, there was that episode of Family Ties where it was suddenly revealed that Alex P. Keaton was... A DJ at his school who played nothing but authentic old blues, and he thought, yeah. "Where did that come from? This character?" And he was dating that older lady named Lorraine. Was that at the same time? Yeah, that that's episode? right. That's yeah. right. The night he got fired, or I assume he got fired, was he was like he just kept playing "Sweet Lorraine" all night long, and the guy would phone in and be like, "Hey man, can you play Stormy Monday?" And he's like, "No, sir. We're just playing Sweet Lorraine all night long tonight." <laughs> Let's listen to Keith Moon rock this shit. In a matter of days. Some surf drumming here. Keith Moon was a big surf They're doing a cover, but that little break section is similar to my generation, where they do that bit, yeah, but, it's a, but it's the bass that plays the little breaks in between, right? So I wonder if they got that inspiration the there. Listen to Rogers sing that, man. Number four, everybody. This is my number four. Favorite band that's guitar, bass, drums, and vocals, right? The Who. The Bloody Who. Three more bands. I'm trying to figure out who's the next person that makes two appearances after Ozzy and what's his name, Rudy. Have you played Rudy any Sarsen? Motley Crue yet? Have, I, I didn't even know if you Yeah, uh, I have not. That's got to be coming up. Yeah, no guessing, Mike. I have guesses, too. I, I've right. been keeping them to myself. Oh, oh I didn't three. think of this. Ah. Number three, motherfuckers, teenage head. All right. I, oh, yes. I'll get you. I'll get you. Raise a glass of Frankie Venom. Ten years R.I.P. Yeah. One of the greatest frontmans of all time. 
Hamilton band. Teenage Head. Are they Hamilton? I did yeah, not know Hamilton, that. I didn't sure. know yeah. that. I oh, always yeah. thought they they've were got Toronto the most, band. They've got the most clever name for the biography, too, eh? Gods of the Hammer. Gods of the Hammer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always like to think of them as a Toronto band because when I was growing up as a little kid, like my Uncle Paul was a big Teenage Head fan. So, I mean, he had he was wearing Teenage I, Head I shirts. went to a Teenage Head show with you. You did? Yeah. And the second concert I ever saw was Teenage Head played a free show at Zounds Records, which was on Ellesmere. Really? Ellesmere or Eglinton? I know, what, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it was right beside a McDonald's, yeah. and they had an open, open, I open I field I haven't thought there. of that in 40 years. Zounds? Yeah, yeah, where the open Zounds field Records. is. Yeah. Now there's the uh, grocery store. Right. There. Yeah. It, it was a Zounds Records store in the 80s, turned into an A&A's eventually. Remember when the fucking stupid ass, I can't believe I'm going to say their names, Bare Naked Ladies, when they played that video, yeah, out of, out of, out and they of had the a video there. of them like that yeah. was Paula Duke was in that video. Yeah. yeah, part of that I think was shot at that actual location. Right, but anyway, I saw these guys play live in '83, a free show, and it was like the second concert I ever yeah. saw, and it was so amazing. It's like McCowan and Ellesmere, or yeah. something. yeah. So I always thought of them as a Toronto band, but like, yeah, they're a Hamilton band. Yeah. I remember my uncle Paul had a shirt that was black. It was black T-shirt, right, and it said in pink letters "Teenage Head" on the front. And on the back it said, head is the best, fuck the rest. And I always wanted to wear it. But my mom was like, no, you can't wear that. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it looks so What are you so going awesome. to wear that to Frenchman's Bay? <laughs> yeah, I, we would go over to my nan's place, and like the neighbors had a pool, so we would go swimming. And then I, we need a t-shirt. I'm like, can I wear Uncle Paul's teenage head shirt? And they're like, no, nah, you can't wear that. <laughs> yeah, Frankie does that like little exorcist part in that little breakdown. Area. Yeah, yeah, I always thought that was so badass <laughs> so cool. because The Exorcist was like the scariest thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And he does still the is. voice pretty scary. He does it like, yeah, come on, you know, the tennis. Break it five I can't watch that movie to this day. Yeah, it's so good, eh? Still, The Exorcist Day. You know, there's, there's scenes where like, for a split section, it's... it's Yes, it, yes. It puts like a little demon face. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, on, like on the stove or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. If you have the Blu-ray and you pause it at certain sections, you get this little one frame of this black screen with this weird like demon face in between edits. It's fucking... I can't handle that movie. Who directed that shit? Uh, Freakin. William Freakin. 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 Freakin right yeah. There. yeah. I just went to see a William Friedkin movie that came out um, that failed at the box office. Oh, what's the name of that shit? It's a recent movie? No, no. It, it came out either a week before or a week after Star Wars. So nobody went nobody to see it. Was it a horror? <laughs> um, it's about some uh, guys who are on the lam in South America. And they all uh, get hired to take these two trucks. But you don't know what Through it's called? This, uh, oh, sounds pretty boring. No, Especially if Star Wars just came out. All I want is the name. I don't care about the plot, yeah. actually. You're awful, Batman. Well. One of the best rock and roll riffs of all time. Gordy Lewis on guitar. Steve Mann on the bass. Frank's the Panets on the drums. Four piece. Now, I, w- I will say that what I like about it is, is like... When uh, the guitar solos and there's no rhythm guitar underneath. Now I realize I'm playing a lot of record songs here, and when they would record in the studio, they these might, bands they double, would, yeah. would double te- track their guitars. But when you see them live, it was always that way, right? Yeah. Like you see Teenage Head, they've never had a second guitar. Well, actually, they had a second guitarist for like a couple years in the mid '80s, but it didn't last, right? So when you see them now, when Gory Lewis starts soloing, 
All, you, all that's underneath it is the drums and like Steve Mann on the bass, right? Top down off the first record, 1979. Ellie, well, have you played with any of these uh, members? Not really. I mean, I'm friendly with them. I bumped into them a few times, and you know, they kind of know what. You know, on one of my records, one of my Moon Violet records, Rock and Roll Party, I cover Teenage Beer Drinking Party. That's right. right. And uh, Gordy Lewis would do this thing in uh, Hamilton at this club every once in a while where he would uh, have this, like, jam night. So one night I went there and I was talking to him. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I covered I, I covered Teenage Beer Drinking Party. Can I play with you tonight? So we, we got up on stage and played it that night. That was yeah, pretty, so that was that, yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 cool, yeah. <laughs> so that was a good moment, yeah. You said I did a good job. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, I love Teenage Head. Great fucking band. Oh, number two, motherfuckers. Number two. I knew it was coming. Sweet Motley Crude songs. Can you pause it while uh, I take a guess at what number one is? What are you talking about? His next Motley Crude song? No, is that who, what you're saying? No, I have a guess at who the number one oh. is. And I want to guess after we finish playing Motley Crude before you yeah, I'll put give, it on. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. give you the cue, yeah, for sure. <laughs> a little bit better than it used to be because I'm alive. So good. I remember I was thinking about this when I was making this list. The first time I saw the video for Livewire... I was going to school. I was living. Right now, we're in this townhouse complex where my house is. But in the mid-80s, 1983, 84, I lived with my dad in a couple of town, town like houses over in the same complex, right? 35 years ago or whatever. And uh, one morning, I was getting up for school. And like they would, they, video shows were so everywhere in the 80s, yeah. right? So whatever, some video show would always be on like 7 to 7.30 30, and I would watch it before school. Yeah. And I remember like getting up, getting dressed and coming downstairs and you would have like 15 minutes you put on, they play videos. And I remember they played Livewire by Motley Crue at like 7.20 a.m. On, on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> That'll wake you up. On a Tuesday in like 1983 or something. And I saw this and it was so fucking incredible. The skulls, the imagery, yeah. like... Mick Mars with the blood of that one part. Yeah. Nikki Six lighting his leg on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And the song was so awesome. You know, like there's these these three like badass black haired dudes. And then like this singer bouncing at you. Yeah. And then this singer with like bleached white blonde hair. Yeah. And they're all in leather and studs. So fucking great, eh? So good. Tommy Lee on the drums. This little cowbell part here. Cause I'm your live wire, yeah. Well be mine tonight. Nobody can get that high. <laughs> That's fucking high, eh? That's high. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Right. Turn this down in your car if you're driving to work. <laughs> 
great song. Mick Mars on the guitar. It's funny when you read the book, The Dirt. You guys have all read it. Yeah. Got to all the listeners. You're talking about the glass of vodka. No, essential reading. But I'm just talking about Mick Mars and the fact that Mick Mars was a little bit older than these guys. Right? Like, if they were all 20, Mick was, like, 25 or whatever, right? So they, these guys are all getting into shit. Mick Mars is like, ah, I'm over that shit. So he kind of wasn't partying right. like those guys. So there's a little... But, unbeknownst to them, he would drink a whole glass of vodka before going on stage every night. Yeah, the girls, 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 too. He'd be on stage and saying, like, he's just drinking a bottle of water, but it'd be pure fucking vodka yeah. that he'd be chugging, right? <laughs> so fucking nuts. You remember this video, Mike? Yes, I do. It's my favorite. My favorite crew video. Yeah, Motley Crew in the Orient somewhere. I made reference to Toronto Rocks earlier, and this is what I think of. And they're fucking fighting Tommy like Tommy samurais. goes and picks up the ninjas. He beats him and doesn't like him, and he spits it uh, out. Yeah. And then some guy goes to sneak attack him, and he yeah, ducks he it. Totally karate chops him. <laughs> yeah. In the final scene where they hit the gong and they all like shoot the horns oh, up in slow mo, yeah, Fuck, and they kind of like silhouetted, all like, do their silhouette behind like stands, rice yeah. paper, like Japanese. Awesome. Remember like, that? Remember that? Uh, yeah. Remember that interview uh, um, that the crew did with uh, Much Music in the eighties? Yeah, talking about the and, pentagram on the record. And, and, but it, it, they used it as a clip for years later. Vince Neil say. We may we might wear makeup, but we'll still kick your ass, yeah. and they all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, man. <laughs> and I love the dynamic. Like Motley Crue gets a lot of shit, but like I love the dynamic that like Tommy and Mick are the musicians of the band. Like they're really pulling it together. Like Tommy's a fucking incredible guitar uh, drummer. Mixed an incredible guitar. And then you have Nikki, who just seems he just loves music. Yeah, Nikki is the spirit of the band. Yeah, and he's the leader of the band, but he's probably the worst musician in the band. Right. But he writes all the songs, right? He's got yeah. all the hooks. And then you got Vince, who's not like a really no, not really, but it, there's something about him. Yeah, yeah, he's not a talented vocalist, but he's got a, a vibe, you yeah. know, like a sneer, an attitude. And you can't understand a damn thing yeah. when he's in concert. He's got a sound, right? Yeah. There's a sound yeah. to his voice, you know, and it just. Fucking, it's one of those things where you get those four guys together and it turns into this fucking thing, right? Yeah, Nick Mars guitar solo. In the breakdown section. Awesome. Right? You know what that is? That is a loud, rude guitar. Yeah. Tommy Lee, when he would choke those cymbals, shuts. Remember we saw uh, Motley Crue once without Tommy Lee? Do you remember that tour? That was a great show. That was yeah. with uh, Samantha Maloney on the drums. Yeah, she was really good. She was in Hole, and she was slamming, man. I actually preferred that. It was to Tommy at the time because Tommy was getting all weird with Pamela Anderson and like, oh, he's doing the, making he was rap like, Yeah, he was yeah. getting into sort of mechanical music and Methods stuff like that. Mayhem and yeah, Dreads yeah. in his Mayhem. That's right. Yeah. But then Samantha Maloney joined the band, and then Nikki started banging her, and then Donna Derrico found out, and that busted that up, I think. Oh, that's what happened. <laughs> I think Nikki was sober for a while, and he, he started, like, using again back on the uh, tour around then. All right, so we're coming up to my number one pick. Baba, you wanted to make a, uh, a, a guess. It is the Ramones. 
<laughs> I don't know the Ramones. Are the Ramones a guitar, bass, <laughs> drums, and vocals band? I don't know. They could <laughs> they be. They might be. I, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, uh, it could only be the Ramones. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How can you deny it, right? <laughs> So there's kind of Motley Crue in the sense that a member kind of left and went on to do rap records. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dee Dee King, <laughs> who dropped his surname or changed his surname to King. Yeah. So this is the Ramones, New Year's Eve, 1977, at the Rainbow in London. Just a ferocious version of Sheen as a punk rocker. So great. Live, eh? Yeah. Energy, just energy, energy. Some of the greatest concert moments I've ever had is seeing the Ramones. I've seen them about four or five times in the 90s there, and oh man, every time. Every time I, I left. The, the venue, I'd just be like, I fucking worship this band. Yeah. It's just like everything is perfect. I've no in their whole catalog, they don't have any bad songs. Yeah. Like even their bad songs are great because they just sound like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a perfect formula. And I, the dichotomy between Johnny and Joey, like both yeah. of them are my two favorite members. I love yeah. Joey so much. Oh, Joey's such a sweetheart. He's man. such a sweetheart. But Johnny is such a fucking incredible. Musician, rock and roll. But he's just happy s- sitting at his place watching baseball. Watching baseball. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a shame how they all died so quickly like that. Like suddenly, thinking, like yeah. it, it, you have the Ramones and then like a couple of years later, all of a sudden they're all dead. Well, Tommy hung on for like yeah. 10 years yeah, later. Yeah. But yeah, like Joey, Johnny, and Dee Dee died like all within like years ago. Yeah. Early 2000s there. Awful. Blitzkrieg Bop. First track off the first record in 1976. Probably the I, like I once I said this was the greatest song that's ever been written. Like it's just perfect. Like I have no there's nothing you could say is bad about this song. Let's go. Blitzkrieg Bop at a show before? Have I played it? No, have you ever done it? Like you're at a, yeah, you're at a show seeing a band and you just decide to do the Blitzkrieg Bop. What are you talking about? Like what is the dance, dance move? Moves, yeah. It's a dance move? Is it actually a dance? That's a great question. I've never actually like analyzed the lyrics <laughs> to the fact that it's actually a dance. I didn't is know it? there was a Blitzkrieg Bop. Performing in the straight line. Okay. You, get, you get go through, through a, a tight, tight line. line. I guess that's like you kind of do a... A twist, maybe the twist for a bit, like just uh, one one iteration of the twist. But they're piling in the back seat, though, <laughs> so you can't really dance. In, well, you're, and they're generating steamy, so I figure they're like getting it on. No, they're not. Oh, maybe piling in the back would, seat. They're generating steam heat. I think that's like a get, yeah. like a making out. Yeah. 
What? Yeah. Who knows, man? And then you gotta shoot a guy in the back. Tommy wrote this. Props to Tommy Ramone. Tommy wrote pretty much their biggest song. Would you say, what's the biggest Ramone song? Would you say this or maybe Sedated? Yeah, it's hard to say. Those are uh, like 1 and 1A. One yeah. Rock and Roll High School. Mm, that's more because of the movie, not for the song itself. But yeah, that's a big one for sure. I love that movie so much, eh? It's a great film. Yeah. So that's my number one, man. That's my number one vocal, guitar, bass, drum band of all time. That's fair. So uh, so thanks, fellas, man. That's the show. I hope you... Uh, that's the show. What did you think of my rocking. list? Did, did I leave anything out? Uh, no, no. Uh, I don't think you got heat with anybody. I thought you did some good selling. Yeah, man. I think I laid it out where it should have been. You could have had a couple more punk bands in there. Like who? Name one. Like who? Like the Descendants. You could have had those guys. Who is my... Yeah, yeah, I'm maybe. pretty happy with your list. Now, your list is good. Yeah, I might... The, the Descendants you, were number you are 16. True. You are true. I would have yeah. <laughs> thrown the Misfits in there, too, yeah, the if Misfits it were me as well. Too, Isn't yeah. the Misfits a three-piece? Oh, yeah, they're four-piece. They're four-piece. Yeah, 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 Danzig. I don't like them as much, though. But Descendants is a qualifier. I might have swapped Descendants and Living Color if uh, we were at the number 15 spot if I had... Uh, yeah, I They just didn't cross my mind. All, too. Maybe all. Yeah, but all is kind secondary the to thing. the Descendants. Though. Yeah, but I kind of like all. It's all. It's all the same band, really. You know, yeah. it's like. Yeah. No, you know what? It's good, Leslie. Good yeah. list. Well rounded. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, I've covered it all. That. I think. Thanks to you guys for helping us out, and I hope everybody enjoyed listening to that. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you Thanks, next Lee, time. Thanks, man. That's the show, friends. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, TrampsLikeUsPod.com. Communicate with us on Facebook, on our Tramps Like Us podcast group page, and on Twitter, at Tramps Like Us Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, where you can leave a review and a five-star rating. Rockin' and Rollin' and Whatnot Sidecast is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free. We are not affiliated with Bruce Springsteen or any of the artists featured on the show. If you have heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it via iTunes, Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always, gratitude and respect to all of the great musicians and performers we feature on the show. Stay cool and keep rocking and rolling and whatnot. Oh man, I was just listening back as I edited all this and uh, I named the drummer a teenage head incorrectly. It's Nick Stepanitz, not Frank. Nick Stepanitz. I wrote that guy's name on my bass drum head when I was on my first drum kit. I must have had Frankie Venom on the mind, pot in my lungs, and beer in my gut. <laughs> Much respect for Nick. And I forgot so a bunch of and I forgot a bunch of bands. I forgot the Fabulous Thunderbirds. How could I forget those cats? BJ Cramp is gonna be so upset that I forgot the Fabulous Thunderbirds. They totally would have made my top 15. I dig those guys way more than Quiet Riot. And the Cult, uh, yeah, the Cult probably wouldn't have made my top 15. Who else did I forget? Uh, the Monkees? The Monkees count? Uh, maybe not. Do they? I think they had that one tour in 67 when they, it was just the four of them. I don't know. So many bands. I thought about Cheap Trick, but Robin plays a lot of rhythm guitar, so I took them off the list. Who else did I forget? Descendants, All, Pantera, The Smiths, R.E.M. All right, let's get right down to business. 
I'm looking for some place to invest all the money I made in all. All? That's right, all. All what? Oil, oil! Oil. That's right, all. Uh, Mr. Furley, you can call me Jim Bob Boy.